Greetings, everyone. Master Grogan here, ready to rock your world with another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. Hey, as you know, we talk about it a lot. Not if, but when the world kicks your butt. I'm here to motivate, inspire, and kick your butt back up. And that's the whole essence of the Kickin' Life podcast, to help you live your best kickin' life. So buckle up. Here we go. Greetings, everyone. Master Grogan coming at you again with another exciting Kicking Life podcast, episode number 196. Holy smokes. We're here. We're closing in on that magical 200 number, folks. We certainly are. And this episode, it's kind of uh, what we're doing. We're right in the, this will be right dead in the middle, part two of a three part series on goal setting. I mean, what better way to start off the new year than starting off on the, not only the right foot, so to speak, but the correct foot toward taking that correct step in the correct direction of living your best kick in life. Yeah. So last week we talked about goal setting part one was the goals we set or the goals we get. And that was all about actually, you know, setting goals. And it's, it's unfortunate that the majority of people do not set any goals at all. They don't take the time to write down one goal. And that might be you. And that's, and that's okay. I'm not here to beat up on you because you're in... <laughs> I don't say that's good company, but you're in a company of a lot of other folks. But here's the deal. If you don't set a goal, there's no way you're ever going to reach it. Sort of like if you don't have a target, there's no way you can hit it. A lot of people say, well, I don't set goals because I don't work on them anyway. And if I do set a goal and I don't reach it, I feel worse about myself. So I don't even bother because I don't want to feel any worse than I already feel. Well, and then that, you know what? That's a strong argument. It really, really is. And that's the argument that a lot of folks have. Well, my goal is to convince you the power of setting that goal and then actually working toward it. Now, I, I've set goals and I've always set goals, but I've really lacked in the actual commitment and execution of getting all those goals done. And I'm often guilty of setting too many goals. Now, you say, is that possible? Well, it, it, yes and no. Obviously, you, my whole thing is you write down every possible goal, every possible thing you would like to achieve but then make steps, and that's what we're going to talk about today, in order to achieve those goals. And then, of course, here's the thing that, that, that I'm guilty of doing. Don't beat yourself up for the goals you didn't get to. Reward yourself for the goals you did, and then try and figure out what you can do better next year. Or, heck, if you set your goals for the first quarter here and you don't reach them all, what can you do to improve that? And oftentimes, the fear is, and what is fear? It's an acronym for false events appearing real. Yeah, we're fearful for what we don't know. We're fearful that if we set goals and we don't reach those goals, then, then you know, kind of confirms our fact that goal setting is a bad thing to do in the first place. So why do we waste time doing it? I get all that. I've thought all those things. I've talked to countless people that have that same thought and mindset. But here's back to what we talked about. If you listen to last week's episode, you know, it's like if you have a basketball and you're just throwing it up in the air, well, that's fun. But it's much more fun if you've got a target or a goal to shoot for. Or if you're a hockey player, shooting a puck, man, we love shooting pucks. But it's much more fun if there's a goal there to shoot at. Yeah, gives you a target. And, of course, in a martial arts class, you know, it's, it's fun doing your techniques in the air. But, man, when you get to hit a piece of equipment or you get to break a board, wow, that's so much more fun. Why? There's a target there to hit. And that's the biggest, 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 biggest 
Start to goal setting. You got to write it down in order to see it and visualize it. You got to have a target because you can't hit a target you can't see. Right? Yeah. So you got to have that target. And that last week uh, was all about setting those goals. I went through some steps, some strategic planning, some strategies. You have to listen to that show and check that out. But this week, what are we talking about? We're going to continue part two. And we're going to talk about the SMART, S-M-A-R-T, goal setting method. And we'll dive into that and kind of talk about what that means and how that will help you identify not only what your goal is, but identify if it's actually a goal or if it's just a dream. Now, here's the thing. All goals start off as dreams. Write all your dreams down. And then you want to qualify those dreams as actual goals. And what I mean by that is maybe it's your dream to have $10 million in the bank. But right now, you're you know, in your 30s, you, uh, your, your, your job uh, maybe isn't the best job that you want, your income is $50,000, you're thinking, man, there's no way at this pace I'm going to have $10 million in the bank. So you can't really say, I'm going to have $10 million in the bank because I'm going to win the lottery at the end of this year. That's a dream. That's not a goal. And I'll talk about goals. Now, if you said five or 10 years from now, that's what you want to have, and you take the, the actionable steps to reach that. Well, then that's a possibility, but you can't go, or maybe another example that a lot of speakers use is uh, your, your goal is to be a professional hockey player, but you're 35 years old. That's probably a dream. It doesn't mean you can't play hockey. It doesn't mean you couldn't play on men's leagues or women's leagues or, or whatever excites you there, but to get it to the NHL at 35 years old, you may have missed your window there. Now, I'm not saying give up on it, but I am saying Make sure, and that's part of the SMART, S-M-A-R-T, the R is being realistic about it. That's probably not a realistic goal. You could stage it down a little bit and say, well, how can I? Maybe if, if uh, you've played your whole life, maybe your aspirations to be in the NHL, maybe not as a player, but maybe as a coach. Now, of course, I'm just throwing examples out there. And they never give up on your dreams, but sometimes you've got to modify those a little bit. I had a gentleman the other day who's 70, uh, 76 years old. And he's asking about, uh, he asked at the academy, he said, is, uh, is, it too, is it too late for old fogies like me to, to get a black belt? I said, well, I don't know what old fogey you're talking about. <laughs> and I said, well, it's never too late. I said, now here's the deal, with, especially with us men. We have to count our own egos. That's the thing that gets in the way of almost everything. Realizing if you're 76, you're probably not jumping up, doing jump spinning back kicks at face level. But you do the best you can do and take the necessary steps along the way there. But is his goal to be a black belt? I said, well, absolutely. I said, just no, it's going to take, you know, five years, five and a half years. But you can do it. You just got to stay committed. So set that goal as a black belt. I said, what we want to do, and this is kind of a big part of goal setting as well, is that's the long-term goal. And then we got to chunk it down to intermediate <laughs> intermediate steps, meaning you're not going to be a black belt in six months or the end of this year. But what you can be in six months there's a good chance we could be uh, on our way or at an orange belt. And then from there, moving on to the next rank of orange belt. At the end of the year, we could definitely be a green belt. And then we kind of, and it slows down a little bit after that. But that can be short-term chunk down goals. And the end-all goal is to get your black belt. So back to our friend that wants to play or be in the NHL. Well, 35 years old, maybe not. you won't get there as a player. But maybe you get into coaching clinics. You start coaching at a college or a high school, and you start working your way up that way. There you go. Well, maybe your goal is that, that $10 million in the bank. Well, you 
probably need to start, if, if you're kind of at a dead-end job or you're stuck where you're at, start self-educating. You're doing a great job by listening to a podcast like this one. Yeah, something that I'm going to share the wealth. Well, I, I, I say the wealth of knowledge in the most humble way, simply because everybody's got a wealth of knowledge based on their own experiences. But how I've gained the majority of the knowledge I have is by reading, attending conferences, surrounding myself with other knowledgeable, wealth-minded people to throw that wealth of knowledge onto you. You have it too, based on your experiences. But you need to read, you need to go to conferences, you need to really continue your self-education in order to propel yourself to a higher level. So those are just a few examples. When we'll get into the uh, what, what the SMART stands for, S-M-A-R-T, and you know, I like tinkering with things, so I actually added an E-R-R on the end of it. And the, the SMART system, you can find that anywhere. Just type it in, S-M-A-R-T to goal setting, and you'll see. Now, everybody's got a little different twist on it, but uh, I'm going to give you what I have here, and I'm going to film a video of, of, for YouTube, and I'll actually have a link on there that you can actually download our SMART uh, uh, goal setting if you want for free, completely for free. So let me I'll make sure I don't forget anything here. Oh, for, uh, oh, I can never forget this. I get so wrapped up in talking about it, get excited. Just a special thank you to each and every one of you that continue to listen, continue to subscribe, continue to download and share the uh, the podcast. We are continuing to grow, which means we're continuing to enhance more and more lives. And, you know, our new listeners, what is our goal? Our goal is to empower kids and adults to believe in themselves, to stand up to bullying, to stand out in the crowd, to live their best kick in life. And a kick in life is, you know, pretty much if you will, life's going to kick our butts as we know, as it has happened, and it's going to probably continue to happen, unfortunately. But a kick in life is we're kicking life's butt back. We're getting back off the deck one more time to fight one more round. We're not giving up. Why? Well, if we've got kids, we can't give up on them, right? So we got to set the right precedence, the right mindset of getting up one more time. And I often talk about it at the academy and speeches. Every single day, we're working on one or two muscles. And this could be a goal for you, too, just to work on the two muscles, work on the correct one. And I'm not talking physical muscles. I'm talking mental muscles. And those two muscles are your perseverance muscles or your give up and quit muscles. You might be saying, what the heck? I didn't know those were muscles. Well, anything you do on a regular basis becomes what? A habit. If you get a habit of always one more time battling through, not giving up, that habit's what's going to pretty much run your life. However, you or your kids get in a habit of giving up when things get tough, that's going to be your go-to. That's what you're going to do without thought. So that's what I taught when I mean by perseverance muscles and give up and quit muscles. Each time you get back up, battle through one more time, fight one more round, so to speak, don't give up, aspire to live your best kick in life, you're strengthening, you're solidifying those perseverance muscles. However, each time you lay there, each time you don't get back up, each time you make an excuse that you know is just an excuse, you're solidifying your excuse or your give up and quit muscles. Don't do it. Don't do it. I tell you from experience because it's hard as heck. So thank you once again to all our friends that are listening, our new listeners. Thank you very much. The best way you can help make society a better place is collectively us working together, building our tribe. You share this with somebody, friends, relatives, family members. You let them know. Give us a little five-star review because that means a lot because other people are going to look to see the reviews. And I mean, it's great just to hit the little five star, but if you want to write up a nice review, that's wonderful too. We really, really appreciate that. And once again, that's just helping make society a better place to live. And of course, that's going to be good for everybody, right? Yeah. The better society is, 
It's happier, it's healthier, and safer. Think about it for our kids, our grandkids, making it a better place. And of course, we're worldwide. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or anywhere you get your podcast from, um, any podcast app in the world. And of course, if you just want to go online, it's kickinlifepodcast.com, K-I-C-K-I-N-L-I-F-E podcast.com. And our social media channels that follow us on there, Kicking Life with Master Grogan on Facebook. A group is Live Your Best Kicking Life. And another group that's really picking up is uh, Bully Proof Our Kids with Master Grogan. So check that out on Instagram, Kicking Life, uh, YouTube, Kicking Life, Master Grogan. And I don't do a whole lot with Twitter, but that's Kicking Life as well. All right. Let's get on with the show. How does that sound? Does that sound good, everybody? Good, good, good. Well, as I mentioned, this is episode number 196, and we're talking about uh, goal setting, part two, which is the SMART, S-M-A-R-T, SMART method for reaching our goals. All right. So what does SMART stand for? I guess that's a good place to start, right? Well, SMART stands for, and like I said, you can find this, just type in SMART goal setting, and uh, everybody's got their own little take on it, and it varies between, uh, um, I guess, different goal setting experts. But this is the one I like the best. S stands for specific. M stands for measurable. A stands for attainable. R stands for realistic. And T stands for timely. Now, I added on, just kind of my own personal thoughts here, an ERR, so it's a smarter <laughs> goal setting method. And the E is for education, and the R is for reason, and or first R is for reason, the second R is for reward. And I'll explain those in just a minute. But the S, specific, and I mean specific. It's always funny when you'll say specific to kids, and they'll try and say it back, and it sounds like Pacific, like Pacific Ocean. <laughs> those with kids or those that work with kids, you know what I'm talking about there. So we're talking about not the Pacific Ocean. We're talking about the specific <laughs> goal that you're setting for yourself. So that, that means you get exactly what the goal is. Be 100% specific on the details. And what I mean by that is, in a great example, on this time of year, a lot of people, a lot of folks are wanting to lose, lose a few pounds, which is fantastic. I'm wanting to get in better shape. I'm wanting to uh, better health, better fitness, better nutrition. And those are all great, great ideas, but they're not really goals. And what I mean by that is, we have to qualify the goal as an actually a real goal with actionable steps to, uh, um, in order to have a target to shoot at. Because saying, I want to get in shape, or I want to get in better shape, or I want better nutrition or better health or better fitness is similar to our hockey players just shooting a puck. I want to shoot a puck. Okay. What's your goal with shooting the puck? I don't know. What's your goal with getting in better shape? Well, just to get in better shape. It's too broad. It's got to be specific. And specific means you're going to say something like, look, I want to lose 20 pounds by, and then we'll get into the time tested. That's the part of the, the T in there. But it has to be specific on exactly what you want. I want to lose 20 pounds. That is specific. Now I'm saying Pacific myself. Specific. I want to lose 20 pounds. Or even to go uh, a step further, kind of an affirmation, I am going to lose 20 pounds. Or you get real deep with it, and it's kind of Jack Canfield's mindset. I feel great at my new weight. Yeah, I mean, and whatever that is. Like I got a little saying here is uh, I'm feeling great. Uh, I'm looking and feeling great at a rip-roaring 178. Boom. Silly, but it rhymes. It's catchy. Plug it in my mind. Plant that seed. There it is. Yeah. And uh, just for our friends that maybe our new friends or friends that haven't, uh, this is episode 196, but I've talked about some of these things in previous episodes. 
I've always, uh, I mean, being athletic with the martial arts and coaching and uh, uh, playing sports my whole life, and lifting weights, going to the gym, being a personal trainer and all those things added into that. And I was a PE teacher for a number of years. I always kept myself in pretty good shape. But the more I got tied into the business and the less I started actually working out and exercising, before I knew it, boy, oh boy, I creeped in at 199 pounds. Now, some of you might be saying, well, that's not much. Well, I'm about five foot seven, maybe seven and a half, five foot eight. <laughs> but uh, uh, 199 was a lot of extra weight for me. It really, really was. I usually ranged about the 180 mark, 185 mark. Kind of crazy when I was younger, I could never gain weight. And 185 was kind of a weight I always thought would look great on me. And when I got there, it did. But by not exercising as much, by not watching my nutrition, by getting, and lazy is a strong word, but I wasn't very disciplined. How about that? At doing what I knew I needed to do. And then I started slouching a little bit on eating later at night, uh, eating the wrong foods later at night, working on my uh, any business stuff, sitting on the couch and eating in front of the TV. Ugh, you know where I'm going. Before I knew it, boom, I was at 199. And I kind of made a commitment. I will not <laughs> break the deuce. I will not go to 200 pounds. And it took a little bit because, of course, I'm like, how did this happen? Well, it didn't happen overnight. And I'm guessing if weight loss is one of your goals, it didn't happen overnight. Suddenly, you didn't put on 20 pounds overnight. It was a process. And I tell you that because taking it off is going to be a process as well. Now, the good news is you can take it off faster than you put it on. It won't seem like it, but there's a good chance you put on. I'm just going with the 20 because that's a nice number for everybody. You put on 20 pounds over the past five years may not seem like it happened that quickly or that slowly, I guess you should say. It seems like it happened a lot quicker than that. The chances are little by little by little by little by little, it added up. Well, same thing. You want to take it off, it's going to take progressive steps. But if you break those steps down into chunks, and what I mean by that is, say your goal is to lose 20 pounds and a great by the end of the year. If you said by the end of the year, you, well, you have to take actionable steps. Sometimes you set the goal too far out. And then you don't do anything about it until October <laughs> or, or I guess I should say like May when swimsuit season gets here. And you're like, oh, man, wasted five months. Oh, well, I'll start on that goal next year. Don't give up on it. But you got to start a little bit in a, 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 and work continuously toward that. And I'll give you the actionable steps on that in just a minute here. But think about this. Say just say 10 months. All right. That's easy. Well, it's easy number to see. 20 pounds, 10 months. What is that? That's two pounds a month. Yeah. Two pounds a month. What is that? And then you guys can break it all down with uh, <laughs> mathematicians, probably much, much better than I am. But if you break that two pounds a month down, divided by 30 days, what do you got there? And I don't know what the number is here. I probably should have put it together for you, but you can do that. Yeah, I mean, that's what is that? How many ounces a day you have to lose? I mean, you start drinking more water and getting up going to the, the restroom more often. You're going to lose that and just nothing but water weight. Right? Yeah. I make some people say when I talk about this, oh, you make it sound so easy, but it's not that easy. Nothing in life is that easy. I get it. It's easy. Well, actually, let me take that back. It's easy to make excuses, but are those excuses helping you become who you want to be? Are they helping you reach the goals that you want to reach? The answer is no. Well, they're probably not good for you. So, anyway, specific exactly what the goal is and be specific on the, all the exact details. I want to lose 20 pounds by. May 31st, 2020, bang, I'm writing that down. And then put your exact weight 
I'm what looking and they come up with a little saying like you like looking uh, uh, mean, lean, and great at a rip roar in 178. Bang! There it is. Something goofy, but man, you can you can you can grab onto that. The M measurable. How am I how am I going to measure progress while working toward this goal? And that's huge. You got to keep yourself accountable. If not, you're going to set that goal by May 31st. You're going to lose 20 pounds before you know it. It's April 31st. You got 30 days to go. Now you're like, oh man. You got to measure it along the way. But by breaking it down into steps, you can measure that. Now, is this going to take a little time? It is. And that's another factor people often will say is, well, I don't have time for my goals. Well, if you don't have time for your goals, you don't have time for you. Man, oh man, what do you got to look forward to? Now, that may come as a bang, right? Hook reality. I get it. But I say those things because I've said those very things. I've said those. I don't have time for that goal setting stuff. I got them wrote down. That's enough. I don't have time for this. We have time. It's just a matter of how we prioritize our time. Take away five minutes that you spend on social media and spend toward those goals. Wow. I know, once again, make it sound so easy. I know it's not, but that's why I'm trying to help you and give you the tips and tools, the things I've been doing research on for who knows how long. I'm bringing them to you because I know how effective they are. So measurable. Got to be able to measure it. Attainable. And attainable is this. Is Who is going to help you and what do you need to do to reach those goals? How do you make it attainable? Well, sometimes you need help. And if you haven't been to a gym and and really don't know how to use the workout equipment, you may need to hire a personal trainer. You may need to go there. What do you need to do? Well, first thing, you need to join a gym. And maybe you're you're going to eat better. Your nutrition wants to be better. Well, the first thing you need need to do is clear out all the garbage in your pantry. Now, a good friend and producer of the show Brian Cruck, and check out his him and his wife's page. Oh, my gosh. Collectively, they've lost, I don't know, 300 pounds or more. I have to talk to him and ask to get the specific details. But he's got a show called on YouTube, Crucks in the Kitchen. Check that baby out. And what did they need to do? Well, they had a bunch of junk in their pantry. And well, he's on one of the previous shows. You'll have to check that out. I don't remember the episode. He talks all about his uh, what he and his wife had done in order to uh, achieve the just wonderful weight loss that they did and continuing to work forward. But the first thing they did, most people, if you've got a bunch of garbage in your pantry, they just throw it out. I know I've done that a handful of times. What they did is something a little different. They actually ate. They made themselves sick eating everything they had in their pantry. They figured they bought it. They paid for it. They're going to eat it and boom, <laughs> eat it up. And that's exactly what they did. Wow. But everybody's got a different approach. But anyway, they're obtainable is who's going to help, whose help do you need, how and what do you need to do in order to reach that goal. Then we move on to the R. The R is realistic. Is the goal realistic? Is it reachable within the timeline? So saying 20 pounds by May, yeah, that's definitely realistic, and that's definitely reachable. Or if you want to extend it a little bit, say by the end of the year, and I gave you the examples, you know, the two pounds a month for 10 months, and then you break that down by uh you can even break it down by weeks and then days. Is it realistic? The, the goal of you know playing in the NHL, is that a realistic goal? Well, if you're 35, being a player is probably not a realistic goal. Making $10 million by the end of the year, probably not a realistic goal. If you're at a job right now, you're only making thirty dollars or $40,000 a year. So it has to be realistic. doesn't mean it can't happen, but you need to plan it a little further out than maybe your timeline. And then the T of the, the SMART, is timely. The exact deadline, the exact completion date 
to reach that goal. It has to be exact. Now, does that mean just because you set it as a day and you don't reach it, it's all over? No, absolutely not. You set it here, but make sure it's a realistic date, and that kind of goes with the S-M-A-R-T, realistic date, realistic goal. But if you need to extend it a little bit, extend it. But if you're actively working toward it and you're actively measuring your success, regardless if you actually reach that goal, what you've done in the process, if it's 20 pounds and you lost 18, yeah, you didn't make the 20, but the journey's not over, man, you lost 18. That's a great, great start. And a lot of times it's the person you become on the journey to reaching that goal that's much, much, much greater than the actual reaching of the goal itself. And what I mean by that, oftentimes when I was a personal trainer, folks would, um, and once again, 20 was just a number. I'm going to lose 20 pounds. And I would, all, talking about the measurable, I would have them benchmark it where they're at. Every single week, where are you at to benchmark it? So we'll just go with easy. Let's just say you're one, uh, 160, you want to get down to 140. I'm just throwing numbers. And uh, you, so where you are is 160. The 140 is where you want to go. Well, I like climbing up instead of climbing down. I, and I realize what you're saying is, uh, what I'm saying is you're, you're going down in your weight, but I always look at it as a goal that you're climbing up to reach. So you would put the 140 up above the 160, but you're checking it off as you go. And it's almost like you're climbing a ladder, climbing a ladder, climbing a ladder. Now, if you're just jumping, try and get a visual here, you're just jumping up to try and grab something. You're trying to jump up and grab that 140. You jump, you jump, you jump, you jump, jump, but you don't make it. Uh, You give up because you really didn't track it. You don't know. I mean, yeah, you may know where you're at, but if you just think, oh, I didn't make it. But if you track it and realize that you've climbed this ladder, baby, you have lost, you know, five pounds this week, two pounds this week four pounds this week, you know, eight pounds, only one pound, but you're still working toward the goal. And you see all those steps you've taken up toward that goal. You're more apt to continue going than you are to give up and just say, I didn't do it. I didn't hit my 20. No, you're two pounds off. Look at the journey. Look at everything you've done to get here. You've got it in you to get two more pounds off. Does that kind of make sense? I mean, I know it's sometimes tough without seeing, but I try and paint a picture in your mind so you can see the visual of what I'm talking about there. So to review, S, specific, exactly what the goal is. Be 100% specific on the details. Measurable, how you're going to measure the goal, the progress while working toward that goal. A, attainable, who's going to help? Whose help do you need or what do you need to do? You need to join a health club. You're going to be a black belt. You got to join a martial arts academy, Right. So that then you're going to need the help of the instructors. The R, is it realistic? Is the goal realistic and reachable within that timeline? Somebody wants to be a black belt in one year? Well, I guess some places do that, but we don't. It's about five and a half, six years for our younger friends. It just takes time. And why? Because it's more than just getting a belt. We're not just giving you a belt. I mean, you can go to Kohl's or wherever, Macy's, and buy yourself, Walmart even, and buy yourself a black belt. You don't even have to wait. Go right there. Go on Amazon. Buy your, and I'm talking about black belt to hold up your pants. And I guess on Amazon, you could probably buy an actual karate black belt. And there you go. You got it in two days. But it's not the belt. It's the knowledge. It's the wisdom that you obtain from that. The same thing. You could just drink some of this stuff that's out there and lose your 20 pounds in two days. But, of course, what's that going to do to your, your, your organs and your intestines and your internal tract, right? Probably not the best. 
And probably if you drink that stuff, you better not plan on going anywhere for the next couple of days because you know where you're going to be <laughs> in the bathroom, not moving. So realistic. And then, of course, the T is timely, exact deadline, exact completion date to reach the goal. Now, I teased you and I said I added an E and RR on there. And what those are, and I think these, let me just reiterate, the SMART, those are the ones that I took from all the different goal-setting programs that I've been a part of and research I've done. They vary, you know, depending on who wrote the goal-setting program, but this is the one I like the best. And then I went ahead and added the E and the RR on there for SMARTER. And the E is education. What knowledge and skills do you need to reach the goal? Okay, so if, once again, it's the easiest thing to talk about because it is the number one goal of most, most people is that to lose weight or to get in better shape or better health or better fitness or even better financing. You know, you want to have a better job. You want to own a bigger house. You want to, you know, pay off all your bills. Every single one of this smart the philosophy, if you will, or method will work toward any goal. Take the 20 pounds that you want to make $20,000 more this year. That's a big step. But if you take the steps and the actionable steps toward that, even if you don't reach the exact goal of $20,000 more, Heck, if you made $10,000 more, isn't that a good step in the right direction? Absolutely. So, but education is so important. And what knowledge and skills do you need? If you want to make $20,000 more and you're at your job that you know, if you get a raise, it's only going to be maybe $3,000 more. Well, what do you need to do? Do you need to get another job? Do you need to see where what's available in, in your line of work? If you own a martial arts academy, what you need to do to uh, recruit more students or retain more students, education, surround yourself with people that have been there and done that. That's the best form of education. Of course, reading, research, there's countless books, there's articles, there's conferences, anything and everything to go to. You want to lose weight. Maybe you want to become a, um, uh, I know a vegan diet is, is kind of a big thing that a lot of folks are doing. Read about it, do research on it. And maybe it's not the right thing for you. I don't know. But you got to have the education to know. And the R and the R, the reason and the reward. What in the world is the reason for choosing this goal? And what's the reward for reaching the goal? And these are just my things I've thrown in there, but I think they're very, very powerful. Why in the world are you spending time doing it? Why in the world are you writing down and being specific about the goal? Why are you taking the time to measure it? Why are you really working to see and think about, is it attainable? Is it realistic? Is it timely? Why am I spending time educating myself? Well, so that's the reason and the reward. The reason and the reward, kind of the why, if you will, why are you doing it, have to be strong and you have to know what those are. If your reason is, uh, well, I'd just like to be in better shape, that's not very strong. Yes, it, it, it's, a, it, it's a good start, but it's, and, and Brian Kroc, back to him, the uh, Crocs in the Kitchen, the producer of our show here, in his uh, show, Crocs in the Kitchen, check that out. His thing was, man, if I don't do something, I'm going to end up dying. And of course, people could say, well, we're all going to die. He goes, no, I want to be, I want to be around for a few more years. And the lifestyle I've got right now is not going to help, help me do that. It's going to prevent me from doing that. So your reason, maybe, man, if I don't lose this weight, I'm not going to be around for my grandkids. I'm not going to be around for my kids. Or I'm not going to be able to go outside and play with my kids. Right. The reason I, I need to make this extra money and not just a, I want more money it's because I am tired of the situation I'm in where I'm scraped by month to month to pay the bills. Folks, I've been there um, countless times. Those that listen to the show all the time, you know I've been bankrupt twice. Ugh. Things I don't, I mean, I didn't used to talk about them. I talk about it fairly openly now just to share that you got the right mindset. 
you can dig yourself out of that. It's not easy. And my gosh, is it humbling? You can do it. So anyway, reason and reward. What is the reason for choosing the goal and what's the reward for reaching it? Good stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, and always feel free to uh, to, to comment on the show. Or if you've got questions, look us. Uh, go to our uh, Facebook and Instagram pages and ask your questions. I'll do everything I can to reply back and get you the, the answer to your questions. And we're going to start doing a better job of really, really enhancing our YouTube channel so you can actually, well, you'll get to see <laughs> see me instead of just hear me. If you want that, if you don't, that's fine too. But it, it's always nice. I know that I listen to a ton of podcasts too, but it's always cool to kind of put a face um, with a voice and then kind of see exactly who you're following, who you're listening to. And then we also, through a podcast here, I can't really share uh, uh, the visuals of the goal setting formula on a, on a YouTube video. I can. And then I also have the opportunity to download those. Uh, I'm going to start doing more and more of that. And these are things, folks, these are kind of my goals. I really want to build the YouTube channel up so I can offer those things. So the podcast is an outlet, but the YouTube channel is an outlet. The videos on Facebook and Instagram are an outlet. And the goal is to impact as many people as we can, once again, to make society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live, which is going to benefit each and every one of us. Right. Yeah. So those are just kind of some of my goals that I'm working toward as well. And I don't understand all that stuff. I know I feel pretty good about getting behind a microphone and talking. I feel really good about getting in front of a video camera and doing my video blogs or doing demonstrations or speaking, being on stage in front of thousands and thousands and thousands of people. I feel really good about those things. I know those things are things that scare most people to death. I feel good about that stuff. What I don't feel good about is is all the behind the scenes stuff. You know, trying to go through and edit videos and add this in and capture emails so I can send you these smart uh, uh, methods on PDF. Those are the things I'm not very good at. <laughs> those are, and, and I'm getting, here, here's my goal, is to stop trying to get better at those things and hire others to do it so I can focus on what I do best. And that's a huge goal of mine. That's one of the things my mentors and uh, coaches continue to uh, tell me. And I definitely want to pass that on to you. I know I've talked about it on previous shows before. You do what you do best, and you do it better than anybody else, and you'll be in a league of your own. That doesn't happen overnight, just like losing the 20 pounds doesn't happen over the night or making uh, you know, an extra $20,000 or having $10 million in your bank account or whatever you set as a goal for you. It doesn't happen overnight. What it does is every time, and then this is the thing, I mean, my wife and I just had a, a we're, we're actually putting in more time on goal setting this year than we ever have in the past. My kids just finished their vision boards. And uh, those that don't know what a vision board is, five years ago, I had no idea what a vision board was either. It's okay. But a vision board is, you just, man, it's pretty easy. You just get a piece of construction paper and you need to spend time doing it. But you put on that board your visions of things you want to accomplish, things you want to do this year or in the future. Examples could be, you know, you want to see your your, your increase of $20,000. You want to see that you are out of debt. You want to see and you pick... Uh, maybe you, you, my Emmett, and my youngest son, he put on there uh, a nice ripped guy with some abs. Oh, I didn't use dad. Come on now. Well, dad's abs aren't as ripped as they used to be, but it, dad's working toward it. But anyway, <laughs> getting all silly here. But uh, that's what he wants, and he's been working toward those things. Yeah, and my daughter put on there. She wants to, um, uh, uh, her fitness, she wants to improve that a little bit. So she put a picture of a uh, a, a lady that's in great shape running on the beach. And then, of course, our vacation this year, she wants to go to a, uh, go to a beach. So that's one of the vacation goals this year. 
We went on a cruise last year, which was fantastic. But this year, they want to go to the beach, and we're going to do what we can to make it happen. But put those things on a vision board, all the things you want to achieve. Once again, this takes time. But by applying the time up front, you're more apt to look at it. It's a vision of what you want to achieve. It's pretty powerful. Really, really powerful. But anyway, kind of got sidetracked a little bit there on, uh, on, on those things. But as you know, those that follow the show, I'm going to be as open and transparent as I possibly can with what I'm working on, what I'm working toward, the knowledge and wisdom that I'm gaining to share with you to help you. And at first, I'll be honest with you. I'll be 100% honest. I asked one of my mentors I'm working with, Chris Widener, which uh, he, he's fantastic. You have to check him out. He, um, gosh darn, I think he's got 20-something books out. He worked with Zig Ziglar and Jim Rohn, my personal favorites. So it's great to have a good connection with him and talk to him uh, um, well, two to three times a month, which is, which is fantastic. But uh, he, uh, um, what was I, where was I going with this? Oh, he was one of the ones that shared with me about delegate things out to help out others. And it's a big thing I talked to my wife about. We've got to get off our table, so to speak, off our tray, off our plate, whatever analogy you like, the things that we're not very good at or the things we shouldn't be doing as business owners that others, we can pay others to do so we can focus on doing what we do best in order to grow the business. Now, that's a whole nother podcast, but those that own a business or those that are management, what you have to do is we got to you got to learn to delegate. And that starts off with being humble. And I had the mindset of, well, I got to do it. I'm the only one that can do it. Nobody else can do it. That's ego, baby. And what is ego? Edging God out or edging greatness out, saying you're the only one that can do it. You're never going to grow with that mindset. You got to train others to do it, or you have to pay a little bit for others to do it. So an example, I'm going to give you this little example about delegating things out. For years, I tried to build my own website. I have no website building knowledge, and I did an okay job with it, especially when I couldn't afford it. Well, but here's the thing. How much money did it cost me by trying to do it on my own? And then when the websites all went where they're format now on every device you open it up on, that was beyond my scope. So I had to pay quite a bit of money to have somebody else redevelop and redesign my website. And maybe I would have anyway. I don't know. But now I don't even worry about it. They take care of it. And by doing that, it's much, much better. And I'm bringing in more leads for our martial arts academy. So it's paying for itself. And, it, and you always say, eh, a, I don't know. It's a toss-up. Another example. I used to try and do my own accounting with QuickBooks. And there's nothing wrong if you're really good at QuickBooks. But that's something I was not very good at. And that's what led to two bankruptcies. I tried to do it all on my own. Of course, trying to run everything else part of the business, which is not my best area. <laughs> I already told you my best area is the talking, the inspiration, the motivation, the self-defense, uh, empowering kids. But anyway, tried to do it because I didn't think I could afford an accountant. Well, after all the money I had paid to, uh, it's not that I was trying to cheat anybody. I just didn't know what the heck I was doing. Trying to do my own taxes on my own. What am I, insane? I'd watch hours and hours of, 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 of videos on how to do this. I'd go to conferences on QuickBooks, and it was a mess. Now I pay an accountant. I don't even think about it. I don't get in, well, not that I got in trouble for it, but I got fined several times. And once again, I wasn't trying to do anything illegal. I just didn't know what the heck I was doing. I didn't have to fill out these reports. So those are little things. Now, if you, you know, if you're able to still do the 1040 easy, I think that's still a thing you do. Well, so be it. I mean, do that. But if you're in business, you got to hire and delegate these things out. And same thing, if you're a, uh, um, if you're wanting to grow who you are, the education, get the education to help you become better, but also be humble enough to hire out others that can do things that, you know, maybe do it a lot better than you can do. Does that make sense? Good. And that could be a goal. That's a, well, actually, that's my hugest goals for this year 
and I'll just share it with you. Let me pull it back up here. But is to, to uh, well, let me just, I'll just read it for you. I got it wrote down here. Let me dig it up. Our first quarter goal, and that's another thing I do, is take the big goals and then break it down into quarterly goals. Our top, uh, number one top priority goal, I got that written in all caps. And the, the due date I put ASAP. Of course, I got to realize ASAP is yes, I want to get going on it, but that is not a due date. But I put a completed due date of January 20th is take ownership and an ownership mindset and attitude and act like a mature business owner. Wow, that's good. And here it is. List everything, and this is for my wife, Desi, and I, that we do uh, and, and delegate apps everything that we could train someone else to do. Train someone else, a team member, to do every single one of these tasks and then write an OP, an operating procedure, for how it's done. Review and evaluate exactly what jobs the team is doing and decide is this the best use of their time and their skills. Make necessary changes and involve other team members. The reason this is so important is because if we don't make these changes now, before we move too far into the new year, then we're just wasting time that we'll never get back and we'll end up wasting another year that could be uh, spent on achieving our dreams, goals, and successes of living a better life, living a better kick in life. And then, of course, what is a kick in life for us is truly helping as many people as we can with the gifts we've been given. And uh, kind of to wrap it up, I put every minute we spend on one thing that someone else could do or something we could delegate to someone else is taking away a minute on improving the one thing, the one or two things that only we can do. Wow, is that huge? Is that like, bang, good right hook reality? It is. And the last cap thing I put here was we must spend the majority of our time talking about how to make things better and reviewing what our goals are and planning the necessary steps toward reaching those goals. There you go. That's exactly what I've got written down. It's kind of our first quarter goals, and the biggest part has got to be we've got to sit down and take the time to realize all the things that we can delegate out. Boom, boom, boom. And here's the deal. You're always going to risk spending money on things that, uh, that don't work out. It, it just, it's just part of the process. Or you're going to end up spending time training somebody that's not going to work out if you're a business owner. But most of the time, you spend the time training them and showing them and writing procedures. And here, if you take the time to write a procedure, an operating procedure on how to do it, if that person doesn't work out, you've already got the system there. You can help or train somebody else. Just getting it off your plate, delegating those things. Now, if you're not a business owner, how could you apply this to your area of life? Well, if, if you know that when tax time comes around and my parents owned a business and it was the most stressful time in the world. That's what I remember growing up as horrible. And, and for the, I don't know, I've owned a business now 20 something years. And for about 16 of those years, it was horrible. It was like a, a, a rinse. What is it? Wash, rinse, repeat, right? As, as my parents as a child, holy cow. Think about that. If you're kind of doing a lot of the same things that your parents did that you hated when you were a kid to your own kids, I never even looked at it that way, but oh my gosh. <laughs> It was terrible. You know, delegate that stuff. Get it off your tray. Get it off your plate. Spend, and, and the whole part of why am I doing all this? One, I want to spend more time on what I do best. And we've all got that gift of what we do best. You know, 7.7 billion people on this planet, about 350 million people in the United States alone. You've got a gift that no one else has. The more time you can spend on that gift, the more, the more you're going to get out of life. And my goal, I want to help as many people as I can. But I'm telling you, my goal is to do what I can to feel good about helping as many other people as I can to free up time so I can spend time with my kids and my family. Is, you, know, you, you know how uh, love is spelled to a child? Those that listen to the show, I've shared this several times. Those that are new, 
It's spelled out four letters. T-I-M-E. That's how you spell love to a child. It is. That's how you spell love. That's how you save a relationship. That's how you create a better relationship. And that, by, by the way, is one of my big goals too, is to do all this stuff up front to create more time to spend with my family. So I'm not working all the time, not working 100 and something hours a week, which I'm here to tell you that's not the case anymore. I'm so blessed and honored to, to, to not be doing that because I took the time up front to start working on this. Made a commitment about five years ago that that's it. I'm not doing it anymore. My whole goal, or my, I was a goal or not, my whole goal was to, you know, I guess, be successful. All the success, who knows? I couldn't measure it. But now I know success is getting my stuff done, helping as many people as I can, feeling good about that, which motivates and inspires me to keep going. At the end of the day, it's just spend more time with my family. And hopefully that's one of your goals as well. And if you don't have a family, maybe it's your goal to get in a better relationship and create a family or even to spend time with the family you already have. Anyway, got a little derailed there, but it's all part of the show. It's all part of me being transparent and sharing with you the things I'm working on, and hopefully that's going to help you uh, um, in areas you're struggling with. And I know I kind of I get back to this to finish it up. I mentioned what Chris Widener, my mentor, said to me about uh, I kind of felt bad about talking on all these platforms about areas that I'm still working on myself. And he shared with me, he said, look, man, if you're working on it, and you're really putting forth an effort working on it, you've gained knowledge in that area. Share that with others because you know there's at least, at least 10, 20, 30 million people that are struggling with the same thing you're struggling with. And by sharing it with them, by being transparent with them, you're helping them in more ways than you know. And you're also empowering them to take that next step and use the knowledge and wisdom they have to empower somebody else. And if they're not into empowering anybody else, at least it's empowering them to live a better life. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Wow, we covered a lot, didn't we? Good stuff, folks. Well, as always, I'm so very, very grateful for your time. I mean, I know you have now given me a piece of your life. Well, have you done that? You've given me some of your time that you'll never get back. And that's why I'm going to continue doing as much research, as much study, as much education, uh, surrounding myself with people that I can gain wisdom and knowledge from and then pass it on to you. Because you've given me something you can never get back, and that's a piece of your time. And I want to make sure that time, that I do a great job of respecting your time, the gift you've given me by giving you everything I've got. I love you. God loves you. Please share that love with the world. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best. And I promise you'll be your very best. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. I can't wait to chat with you again real soon. Have a blessed day, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.